again, uh, I'm going to go through the announcement. Uh, Kathleen called me a while ago, and she wanted me to announce that there will be no choir practice until February, and that's due to illness. She said so many people are out missing, so she's going to just wait until February. Uh, January the 12th at 6 p.m., safety team meeting here at the church. Uh, January 23rd, following immediately following the worship service, there will be a vote for ordination. Now, just so for some that don't know, there has been an ordination committee put together. That committee examined Darren and Christy. That committee came to the deacons and recommended Darren for ordination. The deacons sat together and they voted on it, and the deacons are recommending Darren for ordination. So what it is, on the 23rd, there will be a vote. It will be a secret ballot. You will write on a piece of paper, yay or nay, fold it up. The ushers will pick up the vote, and then according to our bylaws, the pastor, the chairman of the deacons, and the church clerk will tally the votes and announce it to the church immediately following. So that's the process, and you're going to hear a lot about this because I'm going to put it on the calling tree. I want every member to understand what's happening on the 23rd immediately following the worship service. All right? And if you have any questions, you can contact the deacons or you can contact me and we will answer your questions. So, just so that's where we're at there. And now the other thing on here is there's volunteers needed for children's church. There's a sign-up sheet in the fellowship hall. The more people that sign up to spend 
and a worship service with the children back there, the less they'll have to go every Sunday. And you don't have to be a woman to do this. Gentlemen, you can sign up to sit back there with these children too. So that's just so you know. I would sign up, but I'm predisposed. Uh, I got somewhere I need to be. Uh, so uh, go back there. Spend some time with these little ones. I promise you, you'll get a blessing. Promise you. Now, we'll go to praises and prayer requests. Um, I'm going to announce some, and then uh, I'll get from you. All right. Uh, the Bryant-Hollyfield family, you need to keep them in your prayers. Uh, their son was shot and died in Raleigh. It was announced. They found out because it was announced on WRAL. So keep the Hollyfield family in your prayer. You know, uh, um, Billy Childress and, and them, that family. So keep them in your prayer. All right? Uh, also, Chelsea Roberts. Keep Chelsea Roberts and Chelsea's family in your prayer. Chelsea's having some medical issues, and the doctor suggested that she stay at home for a couple of days until they figure out what's going on. So keep Chelsea Roberts in your prayer. Um, she sent me a text last night informing me that she wouldn't be here. Also, Patrick and Philip Holder, you need to keep them in your prayers. Patricia sent me a text last night. I forwarded it to Robin. They're here in the bulletin. Keep them in your prayers. Uh, uh, we need to add um, Heather Prince. She has uh, COVID. Also, uh, what's the Sharon? What's the the lady that's pregnant? Uh, it's that first baby. Abby. Abby. She's on the Abby O'Shea. Okay, gotcha. All right. All right. So I. I okay. All right. She's pregnant and has COVID. That's correct. And this is her first child. Right. So, um, uh, let's see. Uh, keep Diane Edwards in your prayers. I'm glad to see the Edwards and the and the Wickers are back. Uh, how's Bobby doing? Did Bobby have his surgery on his knee? Uh, no. This week. This week. Okay. Keep Bobby in your prayers. He's going to have outpatient surgery this week, this Thursday, correct? Okay, all right. Um, Terry, keep Terry Matthews and James and, and, and the grandkids and all. Terry sent me a text yesterday morning. Said that she had been exposed. She's but tested yesterday morning. She's waiting on the results. And so they are, they are at home waiting for the results out of uh, precautions. Uh, I think I'm up the date on all of this uh, any others uh, alright we need to uh, the latest needs to have a meeting on Tuesday we have to go up to the because we're planning on having a Valentine's okay okay as far as I know we're going to put a sign up sheet okay okay we get inside up the ones that want to come okay and, and we'll go closer to the time whether we can have it right okay so you want to have Tuesday night. All right, Lady Circle meeting Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. I will try to get a message out on that if you'll remind me. All right. John, well, either way, go ahead, Renee. I'll get Renee. I just wanted to add that I 
um, it's a co-worker of mine, uh, Cindy Williamson, her family, um, they found out Friday evening that her son had passed, his only child, and um, so if you can just keep that family in your family. Okay. Hi, John. Uh, we were asked just the, the Tammy Lytle. I know they're already on our list. Um, keep praying for Tammy Lytle and family. And then also keep praying for Billy Childress mm -hmm. and family. That's, the, that's part of that Bryant Hollyfield. Okay. Um, yeah. And then um, we have lots of praises. Um, praise it. Um, Sharon, Francis, are back in. Mm -hmm. The yeah. Yeah. And uh, James Traylor is doing better, and then also Dr. Zubas okay. is doing better. Good. Um, we have more, more praises. Yeah. Good I know. Amen. It is. Um, any other praises, prayer requests? Although it's not a national holiday, it happens January 9th, which is the day of every year. It's a national law enforcement officer appreciation day. Okay. Uh, near and dear to my heart. Uh, I served 30 years for three months. And uh, those officers go out there and protect us every day, 24 7, 365. And uh, although they can't spend a lot of time with their family sometimes, they're out protecting you. We need to pray for them. Amen. Any others? All right. <laughs> go ahead, Dave. Yes. Continue. Well. Yeah, continue to pray for Steve. Um, he is uh, he he's struggling. So can you lift him up in your prayer. Uh, go ahead, Jason. I just need prayers personally on a lot of different fronts. Okay. All right. Any other, John? So I forgot. Pray, pray for mom and all the residents. Yeah. They're all locked down again. Yeah. There's a lot of facilities are. Yeah. Pray for, pray for all the, all our care facilities. Yeah. yeah. Mama's locked down. Yeah. So, this is, uh, yeah. This is your past, but this is another, another round. Of yeah. Uh, I have a personal praise. My, my girl sitting here. You know, uh, <laughs> Uh, as, as, as a guy on the radio says, my best girl. So my best girl sitting back there. And she's a little weak, but she's here. <laughs> Do what? Do what? Better be <laughs> Trust me, you, you are. Uh, yeah. I, might, I, I, might, I might be dumb, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, Francis expressed in Sunday School yeah. Um, also want to add the David Melton family. David passed away.
So keep his family in your prayer. Uh, of course, you've got Bunny Wallace family on here. Keep Bunny's family in your prayer. Uh, and also, uh, I don't know, Jesse Joyce's sister. Mm-hmm. What, what's her name? Uh, Gloria May, I think it was. Gloria May? Okay. Any other? I think I've got everybody. Okay. Any other praises, prayer requests? All right, let's go to Lord in prayer. Father God, we come before you today and we just lift up all these names on the prayer list. Lord, we, we listen to the news and we, we see all the sickness and illness around. And Lord, we uh, look in our brothers and sisters and we see those that they're at home today and not here because of, because of the illness, whether it's the flu or whether it's COVID or whatever it is, Lord. Uh, we lift them up to you and know that, that you're the healer and you're the sustainer of all things, Lord. And we count on you to answer and hear our prayers. These that were mentioned, the families that are mourning, Lord, we ask you to draw close to them. Let them feel your presence. Let them understand that you're the only one who can comfort a broken heart. You're the only one. Lord, we ask you to be with those that are waiting test results and those that are having uh, uh, to wait to find out what the health issue is. And we just lift all these families up to you, Lord, and we know that you're going to heal them for your glory. No one else is yours. We know that whatever action is taken with them is for your glory. Lord, we know that you have received a lot of our, a lot of our friends and relatives this week. And we know that, that, that they're with you. We know where to find them. We couldn't all conveniently go at the same time. It's not that time. We look forward to when it's our time. We keep looking to the east in the morning to see the and hear the trumpet and to see you coming. To get caught up. Jesus, we love you. We ask you to bless our time together and may what's done here today, like the hymn says, be a sweet, sweet sound to your ear. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Our operatory hymn is 550, 550, Footsteps of Jesus.
for this um, this day. We thank you for our family, our friends. We thank you for everyone here, Lord. Um, and we always bless uh, bless your name, Lord. Um, protect us as we mentioned on our prayer list. Um, use this money as um, only you see fit, Lord. And we thank you for all your many blessings and your provisions. Protect us all, Lord. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Um, if you have your Bibles, if you'll turn to Matthew chapter 10. Um, going to talk a little bit today about healing and might touch on some controversial things, but that's okay. Uh, might touch on some things that have been misinterpreted over the years. And we might find out that some things that we've conceived in our minds might not be spiritually sound, but could be of the Antichrist. And so we need to, uh, we need to be careful about what we're talking about. And especially when there's talking about a, a realm of possibilities that we don't understand. And I don't profess to be an expert on it, but I profess that... This is something that we need to talk about. I profess that the Lord has put this on my heart. And so we're going to do it and let the chips fall where they will. Um, it's about healing. And there's a big controversy going on today whether the healing that's that is available to the church is spiritual healing or physical healing. Now, we, uh, some folks will tell you and I have an opinion of this that, that physical healing is a, is a thing of the past. I've witnessed physical healing. And we have to understand that the healing is given by God himself. Jesus Christ. It's not given by us. Now, we also need to understand that we need to believe. We need to believe. So, uh, I'm going to read in verse 5 of chapter 10. And then we will get started. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them saying. Now I'm going to stop right here. The twelve disciples. He sent them. And it's even Judas and uh, Simon the Canaanite. They went. The same Judas that betrayed him later. Uh, but he sent these twelve out. And this is what he said. Go not into the way of the Gentiles and into any city of the Samaritan enter ye not but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel 
And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Provide neither gold, nor silver, nor brass in your purse. Let's pray. Father God, I love you. I ask you to take hold of these scriptures. I ask you to open them up and give us the wisdom to understand. To give us the wisdom to apply it. Give us the ability to open our minds and see what you're trying to teach us. Lord, I ask that you allow me to decrease and you increase. I ask, Lord, that you freely use me as you see fit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We're talking about healing here. And there's a reason that we're not seeing healing a whole lot. Uh, because we're not freely giving it away. We tell people, you're sick. The same reason that the Jews said, well, you're sick because there's some sin in your life. Or you don't have enough faith. <laughs> uh, or you're not praying enough or fasting enough. And some claim healing is not for the church at all. It's not for the church age. Their experience says it so. So suddenly, people's experience becomes the gospel. You see what I'm talking about here? Because we haven't experienced it, because we haven't seen it, then it must not be so. And so our personal gospel becomes the gospel. And that's, that's treacherous, very treacherous. Now, I'm just going to tell you, what did he say freely to do? In verse 8, what did he tell these disciples to freely do? Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils freely. Now, in Christ there's nothing that we can do to earn healing. There's nothing we can do to earn salvation. There's nothing we can do to earn our, uh, uh, our blessings. They're given to us by him. Christ has already healed us. Think about this. 2,000 years ago, he healed us. And the more we see Jesus, the more we see healing manifest in our bodies. Now, with that being said, become people are going to say, well, where, what about those that have passed away? We're all going to pass away unless Christ comes back. Because we live in a fallen world and we have a fallen body. A corrupt body. But we've been healed. And it's not a future tense healing. We've already been healed. We just haven't had it manifest on us yet. So no amount of tithing is going to take this away. No amount of praying or doing anything will lead to healing. You've already been healed. There's only one thing that we can do. Listen about the gift through the cross. The gifts of the cross. From the cross we have received healing. From the cross, from His stripes, we've been healed. He's taken on our iniquity. He's taken on our suffering. He's taken on our afflictions. And so we're not freely giving this away. We're not freely telling people about the good news 
of Christ. When we tell people about the good news of Christ, healing comes. Healing comes. Think about this. We know this to be true in Matthew 4.23. It says that Jesus went about all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. What did he do first? He preached the gospel. When they received the gospel, they start receiving the healing. The gospel is so important to everything that we do. And the disciples did the same thing. So they departed. In Luke 9, 6, they departed and went through the towns preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Do you see a theme here? A common theme? Preaching the gospel and healing. Preaching followed by healing. It's not a coincidence. It's the way Jesus did it. Doesn't he, how did he send the disciples out? What did he tell them to do? As you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out the devils. Freely. How does one get saved? Or be, for lack of a better term, how does one come to salvation? Freely. Freely. You came. He called. You answered. You freely made a decision to accept Him as your Lord and Savior. You weren't coerced. Nobody tied your hands and drug you. You freely did that. A lot of folks did it in a room on the floor in their house. A lot of folks did it in a public setting. A lot of folks did it riding down the road. A lot of folks did it just sitting on a stump. I know folks that did that. But you freely accepted Him. He freely came to Him. He called and you answered. And this is how it goes. Listen to this. Consequently, faith comes how? From hearing the message. And the message is heard through the Word about Christ. Romans 10, 17. So do you believe for one moment anyone would have been healed if they had preached healing is not God's plan for everyone? Because there's a, there's a society of people out there that believe that healing is not God's plan. It was the plan in the beginning, but since the church age come, that stopped. That's like saying, that's like saying not everyone can be saved. That he didn't die on the cross for everyone. He did. Now, everyone's not going to accept. And that is a different thing. The whosoever is who we are. God knows who the whosoever is. Man does not. What are we called to do? What are we called to do? Preach the gospel. Love the Lord. Preach the gospel and love our neighbors as ourselves. Is that not what we're called to do? So, if we're preaching the gospel, are we only supposed to preach it to those that are going to come? Do you have a 
Do you have a little pair of glasses you can put on that says will be saved, not saved, won't be saved on people's forehead that you can see like an infrared? No, you don't. You don't. Remember the parable of the seeds and the soils? The casting of the seed is the gospel. The reception of the seed is the soils. Part of it's going to land on good soil and flourish. Part of it's going to land on not so good soil and flourish until troubles come. Part of it's going to raise up, be happy. Roots going to get life's get tough. Roots rivers away. The other part's not going to come up because it has no dirt. Preach the gospel. Let God do the calling. Let God do the saving. Let God do the reaping. And when they are saved, they will be healed. They will be healed. Yes, we pray for people and people get better. And that's a great thing, but it's for whose glory? God's glory. Yes, we see we lay hands on people and people are healed. And it might be a miracle for that person. We know that God does these things. We may not understand it, so we, if we don't understand it, we kind of tend to back off from it. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. People are being healed every day. I can read you stories where people are being raised from the dead in other countries. Why is it not happening here? Why is it not happening? Because we're not freely giving it away. We're not free. We don't really believe that when we say God heals somebody, we don't really believe it ourselves. We truly don't. And see, here's the thing. If you lack faith, don't worry. Keep on hearing and hearing the sermons on faith. Read the Word of God and read about faith. There's thousands of verses on faith. There's thousands of verses on, on healing. All you have to do, especially today, is Google the verses on healing and I guarantee you the first thing that will pop up will be 50 of them. And if you scroll down, you can probably find 150. Faith is the same way. See, we need to understand by His stripes, you are healed. I know a person who prayed that for nine months. And they were healed. They prayed it daily for nine months and they were healed. Fan the flame of your faith by hearing sermon and on the finished works of the cross. Read about the finished works of the cross. See, all of this that we preach about and teach about all points to the cross. When Christ died on the cross, His death paid our debt. Let me rephrase that. His death paid the debt of every human being that ever had been and ever will be. Then he went to the tomb. That when he raised or exited the tomb, he was glorified. And then a few days later, a month or so, he ascended to heaven where he sits at the right hand of God on the throne. Our Savior is alive. Our Savior is active. Our Savior wants you to be well. Our Savior, our Savior wants you to tell others about him. 
do you do that to make it believable? Tell them about what He's done for you. Your experiences. See, God wants to heal you. The two main reasons Jesus died on the cross is for the forgiveness of our past, present, and future sins and for our healing. Our healing. Do you think he wants anybody to come before him and worship him that is sick? What did he do to those who came before him that were sick? He didn't turn anyone away. Every person that came before him that was sick, what did he do? He healed them. Not one did he send away not healed. Not one. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we're healed. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53 5. Saying healing is not God's plan is the same thing as saying forgiveness is not for everyone. It's not God's plan for everyone. And I'm going to tell you, that is the spirit of the Antichrist. Jesus is willing to heal everyone in the Bible. And was worried about everyone. And he was willing to heal. Not everyone came to him. Not everyone believed in him. Is it the will of the Father to heal everyone who comes to Jesus for healing? I'm sure it is. It is common, natural, and fleshly to think God might not be willing to heal us. When we see this in people who come to Jesus looking for healing. Well, I've been such a terrible person. He can't possibly forgive me and heal me. He can't possibly... He did. He died for you. He died for me. And so we don't we need we take that for granted sometimes. You know, think about the leper that came to him and said, Behold, uh, I'm worshiping Lord, if you be if you are willing, you can make me clean. And then Jesus put his hand out and touched him, saying, I'm willing, be cleansed, and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. To Matthew 8. We see people are always unsure of God is willing. And this is how you know He is willing. He died on the cross for your sins. He suffered and died for your sins, your iniquities, my iniquities, my sin. He went to the tomb and He raised conquered death and went to heaven and sits on the throne. Here's the thing you need to understand. He's healed us. He died for us. There was not a sin that has been committed by a human being that he didn't die for. 
Now, with that being said, is there anyone in here that has not sinned since they've been saved? I thought I could see a show of hands. That's what I thought. <laughs> like me. Since I've been saved, or since I have came to Christ, I have sinned. Does that mean God doesn't love me? Does that mean God doesn't want to heal me? Does that mean God doesn't want to forgive me? No. What that means is I recognize it now because I have a spirit living in me that convicts me when I do that and I ask him for immediate forgiveness. And I'm sorry that I drug his name through the mud. See, most folks think that healing don't come because of, they, they like to use the verse of Paul's thorn in the flesh. Paul's thorn in the flesh was not a physical ailment. Paul's thorn in the flesh was a sin that he was dealing with on a regular basis. How many of us have a sin that we always have to deal with? As much as we pray and as much as we read and as much as we do, that one sin always pops its head back up. Do we tolerate it? Or do we ask for forgiveness and keep trying through Christ to put it aside? When Peter was quoting Isaiah 53, 4, and 5. Theologians like to say he was talking spiritually correctly. He was in the context of Peter's conversation. But you have to understand, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we, so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his stripes you are healed. Many claim that the healing scriptures from the Bible are talking about spiritual healing only and not healing in the physical context. But you have to understand, Jesus also quoted Isaiah 53 verses 4 and 5. And he went about healing people physically. It says, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all those who were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. We're going to get a little bit more Isaiah here. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Jesus clearly showed that by his stripes you're healed. Surely he's bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes. We're healed. We're talking about. So we're going to ask a question. Is physical healing or 
spiritual healing what he's been talking about. It's both plus much more. So we forget all his benefits that he gave us. Who forgives all of our iniquities? Who heals all of our diseases? Who redeems our life and your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like an e- like the eagles in Psalm 103, 3 and 5? Think about it. When we're with God and when we're worshiping God and when we're doing His will, don't we feel youthful? We don't have the aches and the pains. We don't feel all hunched up, crinkled up. We have a youthful exuberance about us even though our bodies may not be. We humans always run around with a sense of lack. But our God is the God of abundance. Think about that. We're always talking about what we don't have rather than what we do have. Never forget all the benefits that Christ has gave us from the cross and the tomb. Number one, I'm going to make emphasis here. All. Capital A. Capital L. Capital L. Our sins are forgiven. All our sins are forgiven. The same emphasis on the word all. Our diseases are healed. Protection of life from destruction. We're not going to be destroyed. We're not going to get tossed in the lake of fire. We're not going to spend eternity separated from the God who saved us. Who called us to a relationship with Him. Think about this. We forget this. God treats us with loving kindness and tender mercy when we fail. And we fail. Oh, do we fail. I failed this morning before I came over here. Our youth is renewed because our mouth is satisfied with good things. The more I research the Bible, the more I realize that the theology of healing is not God's plan for everyone. It's from the pit of hell. It's time to stop giving weight to so much, to so such theologians. It's time to let them fade into oblivion and stick to those healing scriptures that we read in the Word of God. If you're here today and you need healing, spiritually or physically, today's the day. If you're here today and God is speaking to your heart for forgiveness, for salvation, or for whatever, today's the day. See, Jesus went around preaching the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It won't be around much longer. Don't know how long, but it won't. Just like when God shut the door on Noah's ark, God's going to shut the door on the call of salvation. And you're going to be stuck where you're at. And if you're not a believer, and you don't 100% know that you're going to heaven, then I'll just about 99% bet you're lost. 
Today's the day. Today's the day to get right. We're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised this afternoon. And the best healing you can receive is salvation. And all other healing comes from that. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I love you and I thank you for this day. And Lord, I ask you to please not let one soul leave here today without having been healed. You know what each soul needs. You know what each soul desires. Lord, today's the day. No more playing. No more running. Today's the day. Whether you've been a Christian for a hundred years or two weeks or today. Today's the day. Or you're not a Christian. Today's the day to become one. Today's the day to answer the call to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. His burden is light. His yoke is light. If you're weary, lay your burdens down and He will forgive you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Number 413, 